is Masa Jari. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 136, Getting Personal with Moss, part two. Uh, and uh, scanning through these questions, uh, a lot juicier questions uh, than part one. So we'll uh, dive right into it. Um, first question, is Moss at the level of Jesus? If Jesus suffered because of his abilities, does that mean Moss and we will too? Well, if you study Jesus outside of religion or you know, what we hear in society, if we really study his life, um, he actually suffered um, because of his abilities. He didn't suffer to gain or acquire his abilities. Uh, as he became more and more enlightened, say the darkness of individuals that were around him, including his disciples, well, um, as he became brighter, he, he, he began to, say, reflect the darkness, and then hence uh, they would abuse him or they would go against him. So I guess in that sense, uh, he suffered. So that most likely will happen to us, and we'll get into that uh, later on. Uh, but overall, Jesus didn't suffer to acquire or gain his abilities. He suffered because of abilities. So my word to you, or my note to you, is that... Um, you don't have to suffer to acquire abilities. First, gain your abilities, acquire your abilities uh, through whatever process that you need. Uh, and then if you want to suffer just like Jesus did, um, you can do that. All right. Let's go to the next one. When you went through the dark nights of the soul, uh, was it experiencing the most uh, painful thing um, in human history? Uh, is that... Is that how you came to compassion? Uh, is this the only way to compassion? Understanding pain through experiencing it yourself. Well, at first, maybe it might be the initial way of going through uh, or understanding compassion. Um, uh, for example, you know, when I, the dark nights of the soul for me, uh, I went through hundreds of, say, meditations, stand-up meditations, where, you know, I went anywhere from, like, anywhere from two hours to, you know, four, five, six, seven hours. Um, and to me, it probably lasted maybe, to me, it felt like I was only out for, you know, four or five, six minutes or so. Um, but within those times, I did, uh, I did experience, say, several painful, say, points in history. Uh, one, uh, for example, was I died a, a thousand different deaths. And at that time, you know, I didn't know what was going on. At that time, I didn't even know uh, that I was going to be, say, a so-called healer or transformational agent. So, and I wondered, it's like, what the hell is going on? What is that for? You know, because um, I just didn't quite understand. Uh, and then this voice came out <clears throat> and it said, well, so you can become, say, a great healer. Uh, and that was the first time I actually say, understood what healing meant. Um and throughout life as well, you know, uh, I've gone through, say, what some people would call, say, several lifetimes of experiences. Okay? Uh, I'm not just this, uh, uh, you know, individual that got lucky and then uh, what I talk about is theories. I went through some hard uh, life experiences, you know. Uh, I was I was very, very ill, almost to a point of death. Um, you know, got a divorce. uh went through bankruptcy a couple times. Um, uh, you know, I've lost loved ones. Uh, so, uh, and I'm sure there's, you know, people who've gone much, much worse. 
obviously. Uh, and I'm not here, say, comparing. Uh, but I'm not just some, some say, kid off the block that just got lucky and then, bam, uh, I'm telling everybody else what to do. So even understanding that, um, you know, I've gone through the experiences and uh, to help you understand or to help me understand from your perspective. And that's why I am so precise uh, when I equate uh, or when I resonate with you or when I explain your your experiences to yourself. Um, in fact, nowadays, what I do is I actually say, see things through your eyes. Uh, uh, and that's how, say, I understand more and more and more. Although I separate myself from that identity. Um, and, and, I, and I point this out. Um, uh, I separate myself from, say, your identity. Uh, I point this out because through the la um, la ladder of ascension that many people are going through, uh, as you awaken, well, your abilities start coming through. You get to see the abuse patterns that they're running. You get to see the darkness that's, say, eating their spirits away. Uh, and it's a frightening experience. You know, there's death, there's destruction, and so on. But, you know, when you get to the, when you, start to have your abilities uh, and you start to see the pain and suffering in almost everybody that you see uh, it's scary and it's really disheartening um, because for well for several reasons but the reason why it's, it was disheartening for me it's like my god you know we're such a civilized say or we think we're so civilized it's like if we're so civilized why is our spirit level you know why it's so drained of nutrition uh it's really sad to see that we've gone say that far down although te we're technologically advanced you know we've got say the most um pleasant things in the world luxury items and so on like that we haven't moved far uh on the other side uh, by the way i'm not blaming the luxury items or uh, the niceties of life on this at all, right? So don't don't get me wrong. So I'll say that again. I'm not blaming the niceties, the luxury items, uh, the level of money, uh, economies, or anything like that for the distortion that we still run. Okay? Uh, in fact, significant success. Uh, the way I teach it through EI um, is actually say clearly the opposite where you can have those luxury items uh, and and be in say uh, again higher levels of say finances higher levels of enjoying this physical life because it's a reflection of who you are and that's something I'll uh, you know we'll get into say on other podcasts so um, back to this question uh, is it the only way compassion so once you get to a certain level once you start to and this is this is the process that uh from my experiences that everybody goes through you go through the level you see the darkness the distortion around humanity you start to hate humanity uh, and the reason or the purpose of that hatred is not that you hate people uh, but you hate how humanity has gotten dark right uh, the purpose for that is that it separates you. It forces you because you do want, you do not want to be associated with human, with being human, and that's a good thing because you're not. Right? You have you are an experience of being, or uh, a human being, but you are not human. 
there's a, quite a difference. As you separate, you flip it around from having a human experience, trying to get back to your sense of self, right? A human having a spiritual experience, you flip that around, and now you're running from a spirit being, having a human experience. And as you flip that around, you get to see the frailness of humanness. You get to see the frailness of life. And then, like a strong parent, you get to protect not only yourself, your human form, Right? And this is where you take care of it. This is where you naturally come into abundance because you want to provide, say, the best possible life, right? just like you do for your kids. Um, but then more so, you get to see why those individuals are in pain, and you have the ability to heal them. So, so you get to see compassion, not from drudgery or pain or anything like that. You get to see the compassion because you're at a higher level and then you look down on the human, say, existence that we've created for ourselves to ascend, say, the human um, propensity or the human um, awareness to a higher level so we can integrate. So as we ascend higher, uh, we integrate between spirit body and then physical form. Uh, and then if everybody started to awaken or get into that higher level, well, there is no suffering, really. Uh, it, it turns more into how much more of our abilities can we see in human form. Um, so this is an interesting question. Why do so many people have dreams about you uh, after sessions, sometime even before even meeting you? Yes, uh, it happens all the time. So what happens is that um, your spirit, uh, it's all-knowing. Uh, and if you're like searching for somebody, right? say you that you just want to find something that will save you or, or, or you know, turn your life around. Your spirit's always looking. You're sending that beacon out. And then and then what happens is, boom, your spirit connects with me at some level. Okay? And I'll explain that. Um, your spirit connects with me at some level. It's like, oh, wow, this guy can really help you out. So uh, your spirit, if you are of that dreamer type that gets premonitions and so on, well, just basically logs into me and and then you dream about me and then in the near future uh you either look up my name or you run in you know you run into somebody who you know had a session with me and so on and so on like that or you see my name or you hear my voice or you see my picture uh and then it's like you can't get me out of your mind it's because your spirit is attracted to something that can actually say benefit you and this is and this goes far into, this is far, um, uh, much more in depth than, say, goal setting or anything. This is an actual need or desire for your spirit, say, to complete itself. So that's why it feels very different. It's not just, say, a normal attraction. Although, I hate to say it, some women, uh, especially if they've been distorted or abused, they think that's a love attraction, and it's not. In fact, there's guys that think that way as well, and they're straight. So, so again, uh, we get confused because they've never felt, say, that sort of attachment. It's not about the physicalness of me. It's about, say, that spiritual purity that you're seeking because 
that spiritual purity is in you and it wants to awaken your only objective in life your life purpose is not about saving whales uh getting in a great next invention uh or anything like that saving the planet it's about you becoming your purest self possible in physical form so when you see something that resonates at a pure level uh, you just automatically say gravitate to it it's like a magnet um so that's why that happens um and then when people dream about you when it's really you and when it's not you uh how to tell the difference so and then in this question as well why do some people think you're controlling them energetically okay so really good questions so sure so what happens is that say that whether you have you've had a session with me or not okay, it doesn't really matter um but you know we all understand a higher sense of our possibilities okay so when you dream about me okay even like especially if before okay you are say trying to understand a higher leveling i'm sorry a higher level of yourself okay or a pure level of yourself so you naturally say will get attracted to me or anchor into me as a rendition or as an example or as an anchor of where you want to go okay so in essence if you think about it your spirit is giving you a hard coded definition something that you can wrap your mind around uh you know a concept that there the, the again that you can hold in your hand and go okay this is what i'm seeking okay so in essence the higher level of how you resonate is basically an is basically what i would resonate at Does that makes sense to you so so again as you resonate so you, so your spirit is actually say looking for an example to shoot for and since we're all the same as we said higher and higher and higher obviously you know we have different say likes dislikes and so on but the frequencies that we resonate at you know become the same uh, and again well um we uh your your spirit level or your spirit body will just naturally say create an image of that because it creates a strong or or a concrete definition of what say a higher frequency would look like whether you understand it conceptually or not that's why that happens um uh and then when people dream about you when it's really you and when it's not you so so a lot of times uh, again if you're dreaming about me and a lot of times people summon me okay uh, especially with the duplicates and I'm not going to get into say how duplicates work but I do create uh can copy myself okay? just like a server uh a server say sends out uh millions or serves out millions of a web page right um to all these people who are accessing the same web page say like Google right there's millions of people that go to google.com right there's a server that serves that so i'm kind of like that server so you come to me uh say at a subconscious level uh and say that you need help from me well uh you access 
you can access me that way. Uh, and you can get to the point that, well, you can, if you're really good, uh, it's almost like you know connecting directly to me. Some people can do that. Not a lot of people, but some people can do that. Uh, again, what you're connecting to, and this is the example uh, a little clearer, is not is not really me, although it could be part of me. It's a rendition of your higher self. Right? But since you don't think you're at that higher level, you will create, say, my image for you to help you better understand it. Right? This goes to the fact, too, that I'm not the one that heals you or cures you or anything like that. I just help you open up to a higher rendition of yourself so you self-heal. So everything is all about you. Um, so that's one aspect. Again, where I come into your dreams or, you know, you need help, whatever, and then, you know, you might feel my essence or presence around you. Yes, your spirit creates that. So, so it's something that you know that can be trusted that'll help you, just like a guide, right? Just like an angel or, you know, or a spirit god, or you know, who, whatever that you call upon, you can call upon me. Right? Uh, by the way, you can call upon, say, your mother, your father, or whatever. But again, most people call upon me because of the higher frequencies. On the other hand, say that you run distorted frequencies, right? And you're cleaning up, so you have dreams about me. Uh, we get this uh, a lot. Uh, it's like Moss, you know, I had a sexual dream with Moss, he abused me, he told me all this stuff, uh, I was never good enough, and blah, blah, blah. Um, what happens is, again, that's not me, okay? Uh, I don't need to control you in any way. Again, it, it'll distort me, it'll bring me down uh, to a distorted level. I'd lose my abilities if I did that. People who are distorted, people who've been abused, people who are fearful, controlled, controlling, will think that somebody is out to get them, right? I'm out after your soul, and I'm not. The control source that's been controlling you, your family lineage, for thousands of years will turn that around and use my essence the same way your spirit, again, creates, say, that, that image of me, right, on the bright side. If you come from a distorted value, a distorted perspective, your spirit will create, include mixed with your pain body will create a rendition of me obviously not true that will say abuse you so the control source that say has controlled you and abuses you um, um, can still control you it's their way of still say latching onto you just think of it this way um, you're trying to break up with somebody who's insecure Right? They're very insecure, jealous, and so on. You break up with them. What do they do? Right? Uh, they first they'll ask you if you're cheating around, you know, and so on. And they'll say, "Well, that person that you're connecting with is no good. You'll never do. Uh, you'll never go anywhere without me. You're too stupid. You can't live without me." Uh, and then if you keep breaking up, what do they do? They trash your place, or they go, "Oh yeah, if I can't have you, then nobody can have you." Right? So, and they'll use anything, okay? anybody that is trustworthy, anybody that will help you say break free from that relationship, they will be deemed bad. 
or enemies to you, not to them, but to you. Right? They'll turn around so you can come back to them. You'll feel insecure. So again, it's the same process. Uh, why do some people think uh, you're controlling them energetically? Um, uh, again, that's not me. So that, uh, again, goes back to that last question, where those individuals who have been controlled in the past, uh, the control source will create a rendition of me, and then, you know, voila, uh, you think that I'm controlling you. Okay? Uh, this is a cute one. Why did you sell your dog? Uh, again, I put that posted a while back. I had this beautiful dog, um, and and um, we had to sell it. But one, it wasn't my dog. Two, uh, it was my daughter's dog. And then part of that post, uh, just to finish off, uh, you know, the the drama around this is that uh, why did I ask money uh, to, or why did I sell it for money? Uh, again, so the real story behind that is that my daughter, she wanted a dog. It was an expensive dog. She saved up her own money okay, uh, to buy the dog. Uh, and I helped her uh, a little bit. So when she got the dog, she got way too busy with schoolwork. She was always traveling. Uh, and I would feel so sorry for the dog because this dog, dogs need companionship. Uh, so whenever I was home, actually I fell in love with the dog more so than ever, and I felt so sad because, well, the dog half the time would be left alone. So out of love for the dog, uh, we found a, f a family um, that uh, the child needed a pet to be stable. So again, a very loving family of smaller kids that always hung around. Again, somebody that needed that dog. So much more of a better home than what, say, what we were providing it. So although it hurt me more than a lot of things, which I was actually surprised, because um, I, you know, I never say connect with dogs, but in this case, this dog was so special uh, with me. Uh, and then we did sell it because uh, again, she spent a lot of money. Have to recoup that money for her, so uh, so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I I don't know what the big deal uh, was about that. Um, we'll continue on. Um, we'll go to this question: Why people don't experience detox working with other healers? Uh, why is it uh, a major experience when working with you? Uh, several reasons why. Uh, because of the level uh, that I work at actually work. So, you know, many of you have gone to other healers, uh, but you still have the same damn issue. So that's why it doesn't go to the level uh, that's needed, right, for you to remove whatever's happening. Uh, so you can see benefits for it. That's why your life has stayed the same after you've gone to the healers. Uh, it's, it's obvious. Um, but then if you think about it again at a deeper level, uh, anything that you've done that's um, say been cleansing, uh, and I'll give you say different say grades. Um, say that you do a physical cleanse, right? Uh, you go on a kidney cleanse or a liver cleanse and so on like that. Uh, if you're of a healthy individual, you've you've ate you've eaten good foods, your liver is healthy. You'll go through that cleanse. You won't have any detox because you've helped 
you know, you've kept yourself uh, healthy. However, you know, if you've eaten a lot of sugars uh, and fats with that sugar, uh, with the sugar, uh, and you haven't taken care of yourself, and uh, and so on and so on, you do that. You do that uh, liver cleanse. Uh, you're gonna have a, have a hell of a hard time. Right? Simple as that. Um, and and this is the difference as well. You know, you go eat something, and you know it might be say comfort food. It doesn't affect your liver. Uh, again, same same with some of the uh, healers that you go to, or the psychologist that you go to, or the doctor that you go to, or the priest or whoever that you go to. They just you know it's a feel good food. It's a comfort food for you, you know, make you feel good for a little bit, but that doesn't help your problem. Um, hence, uh, then you do a cleanse. And a cleanse is usually just food that helps you really let go of all the garbage, all the toxins that you've had. And then you get sick. So Simple as that. Uh, and that's why people detox. Let me give you another uh, example just to, say, drive it home. Um, is that... Say you've got this tumor, right? It's going to kill you uh, in due time um, or corrupt your life uh, somehow or debilitate your life somehow, right? So you go to other doctors, you go to healers, you go to, you get massages, you get, you know, pain medication, you get so on, uh, you know, you do, I don't know, mantras or feel-good stuff, uh, but the tumor is still inside you. It's still killing you. Maybe you, you might slow down the path. So, so again, uh, you know, you feel good about it. Okay? You go to me and I go, what the hell? You've got this tumor. Let's get it out. So it's like having surgery, right? You have surgery. You cut it out. You pull that tumor out. And then you have to, have, you have to recover. So that's the difference. The recovery, if you are of a healthy individual, Obviously, the recovery is short, fast, efficient. If you are of an unhealthy individual, again, you've never taken care of yourself, right? Uh, spiritually. And again, it might not be you, but the family that you've come through, well, it's going to be a hell of a hard time. It's as simple as that. So again, it's not about me. Uh, by the way, exponential intelligence and, and how I help you is through exponential intelligence. The detox part has nothing to do with exponential intelligence. Exponential intelligence is about, say, brilliance, completeness, abundance, uh, longevity, purity, vibrancy. The detox that you're feeling is separating you from all all the garbage that you've accumulated through past lives, your family has accumulated all this garbage that they're handing to you as you get born. It's like here, here have you the family, um, have the family keepsakes, right? Uh, of abuse, of alcoholism, of of you know lack of money, of you know bad relationships, poor sex, whatever, whatever, whatever. So. As you separate from all the garbage that you've been handed down, right? and that's a lot of garbage for some of you, well, you separate that. There's a pain. 
Just think that you've been buried in heaps and heaps of garbage, and through exponential intelligence, I dig down and finally reach your real self that's been buried there, that's been decaying in stench, and I pull you out. As I pull you out, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna run into uh, and experience uh, that garbage that's been piled up top of you, till until I put you back on the heap. Uh, this is another one about detox. How do you detox? How is your detox uh, different from other people who aren't at your level? Well, you know, the dark nights of the soul, I detox for about four years. And from the people that I've worked on, much, 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 much deeper and darker than any of you out there. In fact, I've probably gotten through detox uh, much darker than, say, most of humankind. And I'm not saying this uh, egotistical or to brag or anything, because there's nothing to brag about, but to the levels that I had to get to, okay, to the distortions that I, the garbage that I had to clean up in my family lineage, in myself, and so on like that, I had to go through all that space. And the reason why I say most of humanity is because if anybody else would have, say, detox and let go of all that garbage that we brought into humanity, again, separating myself from humankind to rise above it, to help, because the only way you can actually help anybody or find a solution to any problem is that you have to rise above it and get out of the minutiae for you to see it from a different perspective, right? That's how problem, real problem-solving works. But that's another, that's another... Um, uh, concept that we won't talk here. So, so I've gone through a lot of detox, and so uh, again, back to my uh, point. The reason why I say that most of humanity is because if you've gone through that much detox, those individuals anywhere around the world would have the same abilities as me. So obviously, uh, you know, people who've made millions or trillions or rule the world and all. Um, they, they haven't gone through the detox, uh, and that's why they're dark, they're abused, they're distorted, they're alcoholics, they have to control people, and so on, so on, so on. It's not about the level of wealth or uh, propensity for to make income or to uh, control people and all that. You know, that's easy stuff. That is so easy stuff, especially when you sell yourself, uh, you know, when you sell your soul to, uh, to accumulate wealth, control, uh, popularity, and so on like that. I did, I did it on my own. To get to the level, you have to go through, again, disconnect from all of humanity's distortion. Do you guys have the guts to do that? Uh, we all have the propensity to get to the level that I've gotten and higher. Right? But do you have the guts to go through that? Uh, how do you detox? Uh, again, I detox the same way. I've gone through the same stuff. I've gone through the same path as you. It's actually the same path. That's why I know exactly where you are uh, at the level that you are. That's why I can say reassure you. That's why I can tell you, hey, you're going to be running into this uh, the next time, uh, the next level that you're into because I've gone through all that. And again, a magnified version because for the most of you, no matter how many uh, aspirate, how much aspirations you have or anything like that, uh, most of you will not deem to go to higher, higher levels. Most of you will go, you know what, 
I'm really, really happy now. You know, I've got, I've got a loving relationship. I've got money. Uh, I've got whatever. You know, I'm connected. I'm happy and on the inside. You know, I think that's good for me. And that's totally fine. I'm not knocking you down or anything like that. I'm not knocking you down. But most of you will tend to be, um, you know, uh, resonate to that tune, which is totally, totally fine. Right? Uh, uh, as I've it higher, uh, and just like with anybody else, uh, I'll tell you, uh, your trajectory, as you ascend higher, Right? As you've cleaned out the garbage, obviously there's less and less garbage to clean out. So, so in conclusion, if there's less garbage to clean out, right, there's less pain. So, and I'll give you an example. Say that you're really unhealthy. You know, you're you're overweight, uh, you don't eat properly, you've never exercised a day in your life, uh, and now, you know, you want to get in shape. Well, the detox is the pain of getting you in shape, right? Uh, and the pain of, say, um, you know, it's the commitment, so on like that. So that's all the pain that you go through. You get to a certain level. Okay? The detox turns into, say, muscle soreness. Now... Now you're a person that's fit, right? And then you're psyched up. Right? I, I love to work out. Uh, I love to get sore, you know, working out. So it's a different for those people who experience the same, um, you know, who's, who's like me, right? It's like, well, what can we do? What can I do to push myself to, my, to the limit, right? The physical boundaries. So the detox is more of that effect. And it's a good feeling. It's like working out hard. It's like doing a great job. It's like, um, you know, like finishing uh, what you started. Uh, it's like completing something. It's like creating. I, I do a lot of construction. Uh, it's like you see this thing that you built with your hands. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of sweat. It was a lot of, you know, impatience, uh, frustration, and so on to get things right. But now you see it. Now it's complete. Uh, and then that's that beauty. But again, as you go through that process, right, it's different than, than you know, getting in shape, right, or learning to get in shape and so on. So your detox changes as well. So for those people who are in that next phase, you know what I mean. So congratulations. Uh, how is it possible or ethical for you to scan and help people uh, without their knowledge? Sure. Um, I do it all the time, by the way. Uh, and it's not that, you know, uh, I just go in and go, hey, so-and-so. Uh, there's a process. I actually ask your spirit. Right? At your physical level, most individuals don't know what the hell they're doing anyway. They don't know why they're here. Uh, you know, what life is about, what they're doing, or anything like that. So I never ask at a physical level. Right? At spirit level, um, whether your life is going fantastic or not, at spirit level, I ask. I ask for permission. And a lot of times, uh, you know, people go, oh, yeah, sure. You know, who doesn't want to ascend higher? Uh, but then there's times where people go, you know what, I'm really fine with where I am. You know, uh, I've got cancer, but, you know, in this lifetime, say, and this is a real life example, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know, there's a prayer group, some guy had cancer. It's like, well, I'll go 
you know, and work on them, you know, to help them out. I connected with them. It's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? And I'm going, oh, I'm just trying to help you because everybody else is trying to help you. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You know, I'm fine where I am at spirit level. And it's like, well, my son always wanted, uh, my son that I have, wanted to know or experience life, uh, how life would be without having a father. It's like, oh, okay. So I honored honored the guy. Uh, I helped them say crossover properly. So I do that all the time as well. Uh, although sometimes uh, I, I might not say tell that the individual that might be inquiring right, their true motive because again most individuals don't know or wouldn't comprehend what the true motive of somebody is. So, and it's not for you to know because then the motive changes for you as well. Uh, I do have access to pretty much anybody, living or dead, uh, or well, I guess all. Uh, and 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 to do that, you have to have some level of integrity. Right? If you can think of it as an admin, an administrator of a computer system, say you work at the White House, or you know you work at some huge financial company, or uh, you know, or you know the the Catholic Church. Uh, or the synagogue or whatever, right? They run computers. You would have access to all their files, all their stuff. Right? But there's that integrity that you would not share all their stuff. So, uh, And for me to access the higher, higher levels, right? Um, in the physical world, yes, it's just, you know, uh, unspoken integrity against, say, in, uh, amongst the administrators. But at the spirit level, the way you gain integrity, not by a job title, the way you gain integrity by 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 being who you are. And being who you are is that any information that you receive will not be used of your benefit. So if you know, uh, you know somebody is weak or so on like that, you would not use that to control them. Especially of the opposite sex, you wouldn't lose use their weak points to you know to seduce them into uh, whatever uh, to take control of them and all that, or uh, take advantage of them and all that. So, so again, it's all about integrity to get to the level that I've gotten to and to maintain it and even go higher. Uh, I haven't distorted people, abused people in any way. Uh, otherwise, my abilities would go lower and lower and lower. So. Just like uh, some of you here. Alrighty, moving on. Meat eater versus vegetarian versus vegans, does it matter? Uh, well, in reality, uh, it's not about what you eat. Uh, it's really about the integrity. Uh, again, it's all about integrity. So, um, uh, and as humans, you know, if you're complete vegan or complete vegetarians, usually... Uh, you have to take some sort of supplement to supplement your diet. So that in itself tells you that, well, as humans, we're meat eaters. Our 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 teeth structure, our jaw structure, and so on like that. Our digestive system is made to be made to eat uh, not only herbs but uh, then again meat. So um, I think it's omnivores. So um, anyway, uh, I forgot, but. Um, so, so with that in mind, right? Again, we're supposed to be mediators. The point is that uh, if uh, the animal and subject 
has been distorted, been abused, uh, not treated fairly, not treated properly, uh, what happens is that um, it's a sin. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be proper for you to eat that. That's why in many religions, the way you slaughter an animal, again, halal, or, or, or in, in the Jewish and the Muslim religions, uh, that's where that comes from, right? Uh, unfortunately, you know, just because it's blessed by some rabbi or some mullah doesn't make it pure. Again, that person, the rabbi or the mullah, has to be, has to be pure in themselves to bless or purify the animal. So, uh, so it goes beyond that. So again, it's all about say the integrity or raising that animal properly, okay? Uh, and then get to go deeper about that. To go deeper into that subject, um, as you, um, uh, let me give you an example. How many of you would love to be consumed by something, a presence, an essence, say? Say, say your higher self, an awakened higher self, or God, how many of you would pass opportunity or would jump at the opportunity to be consumed by that higher presence? I certainly would. I've been there twice. I wouldn't give it a heartbeat. I'd be out because I know what's in store for me. So so with that in mind, right, if an animal is raised properly, that, that brilliance of animals, because they're stuck in the present moment, again, that's why they're always say in brilliance, uh, unless humans have something to do with it. Uh, the distortions of humans come into the animals. So again, if the animals are raised properly, uh, conditioned properly, uh, in their natural state, and then the humans are a proper essence themselves, the animals would look to us as a higher level being that they would love to be consumed by. So it's all about honor and integrity. Um, by the way, you know, raising your vegetables, because uh, vegetables have feelings as well. Um, they can sense. Um, I, I know my plants at home, when I walk around, you know, when you talk to them or, or play good music, uh, again, I talk to them, uh, or I don't talk to them at a physical level because they don't, it's more of a frequency level, uh, and they perk up. They tell me when they need water and so on like that. So vegetables, the things that, you know, vegetarians and vegans eat, if it's not raised properly, it's the same thing as animals. It's just a lower level frequency. That's all. So what's the difference? This one is, the next one as we move on. Uh, what did you have to do to bring yourself to a place of complete trust, uh, honesty, and neutrality? I understand that it was through meditation, but can you tell us a bit more about the process? Yes. Um, so exponential intelligence, it's not just about meditation. It's not about, say, voiding yourself for the world or its concepts or anything like that. It actually is about, say, being in this physical realm in present, in present awareness. Okay. So basically getting is what nature does, you know, what a rock, what a tree, what an animal does uh, when it's in nature. Uh, again, it's just in pure present moment. 
right? It can't disconnect. As humans, we have much more ability because we can disconnect. That disconnection causes distortions within us. So the key is to stay or maintain present moment status so we can be aware of our the abilities of our potential that we have. By the way, that's the only way you can access your potential. Um, and then and then the next thing is to say master this reality, master the physical realm. So that doesn't mean you 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 walk away from the darkness and into the light. You actually master both sides because again I've said this over and over again. Think of it this way: there's this there's this uh, narrow bridge. Uh, at first, you know as most say levels of consciousness lower levels of consciousness that bridge is wide you've got plenty of room uh, and as you ascend higher and higher you know the bridge uh, gets narrower and narrower into well, just like a line literally it's like a tightrope okay on either side one side brilliance the other side darkness okay again lower consciousness you've got you know plenty of room um, um, uh, with minimal effect. So anyway, so as you send higher and higher, uh, your key is to say maintain neutrality and stay in that space. This is, uh, and this is not just about meditation. This is about real life experiences where you maintain that stability as you go through real life experiences. Um, uh, and as you send higher, well, if you fall off the brilliant side, basically you just evaporate. You die. Literally, you just you just die, uh, and you're out. You're gone. This is where people go mentally insane, right? They're brilliant individuals. They've you know created a lot in society, uh, and so on. Then all of a sudden, you hear that they're dead, right? Or they might have taken some drugs that might have helped the first time, second time, but then they got addicted, and now you know they're just flat out gone. Um, so that's what happens when you fall off on the bright side. On the dark side. Again, if you get sucked into that, you get seduced by ego and so on like that to rise to a higher level of the tightrope. And this is where, say, distortions, abuse, addictions, and so on like that. Because the dark side needs you. It needs to sustain itself. So what does it do? It seduces you, pulls you into the dark side. And this is where, again, addictions, uh, abuse, and so on, um, selling your soul to the devil, uh, all those things happen for you. So, so the key is to, again, stay right, dead center, and allow nothing to distort you. And then you get to the point, uh, like me, I'm, I've gotten to the point where I've passed, say, the good and bad. I've ascended more into um, the spiritual frequency. So again, mastering, say, the physicalness of this world. Um, and now, again, I don't get distorted. I don't get, say, seduced or egotistical or anything like that because it's not needed. Those are all physical, uh, say, behaviors or propensities. Uh, how much of this neutrality, which you display publicly, are you able to live in private when under strain, say, in relationships? Uh, again, I've eliminated all the relationships that have caused me strain. Uh, and I don't get involved with relationships that cause me strain, although there's a few here and there as I go to the higher spaces, and that's, again, more of a learning experience. Uh, but for the most part, I'm pretty much neutral. In fact, uh, I think one of the biggest issues uh, with uh, with my previous wife was that 
Um, I just looked at the things objectively and, and she was like all over the board. It's like, well, don't you care about anything? Don't you? It's like I did. Uh, I do care about things. Uh, I look at, I care so much about things that I want to resolve things, right? I want to get to the solution. You know, when you're all over the place, when you're dramatic, when you're like in emotion, uh, how much clarity do you have? Right? Do most people, uh, again, are they more involved in the emotions and then that feeling of despair and distortion? And it's like, you know, I went through hell for X, whatever X might be. Uh, and the, that's, you know, their, um, the, their red badge of courage. Uh, but it's not about finding solutions. Because if, uh, if you did, you'd never be in that space. So, uh, so the same, so again, that logic Again, it's always been in me. So what you see, uh, that neutral, uh, and it's not that I'm neutral. I'm just at a higher level frequency that where emotions don't disturb me. I'm just happy. Uh, some people uh, say I look intense. Uh, I am. I'm very intense. I'm intensely happy. Uh, you know, if you look at, you know, in the animal kingdom, you know, the cats out there, you know, the lions, jaguars, and so on like that, uh, just because they look intense doesn't mean that they're happy. Look at the way they play with their kids. Look at the way they 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 you know protect their kids. Look at look at any of those big cats out there. Look at the hawks. Uh, look at the eagles. Right? Uh, they look very very intense, but they're very protective. They're very loving. Their emotions come from a higher level. Uh, their emotions don't control them. Or in the lower levels, all the drama and all that crap, uh, and then the never-ending problems that people have. Uh, I'm the type of person. It's like, well, hell, let's find a solution so we don't have to keep running these patterns or run into these problems over and over and over. And that takes self-commitment. A lot of people don't have self-commitment, and that's why you might think, say, I'm neutral. I'm really not. I'm just. I just resonate happy at a higher frequency, and I and I maintain that happiness uh, all the time even in private when I'm just alone. I don't go out and distort. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, from what I've seen, because I've seen a lot of employees from other healers, other transformational people, other motivational people, other public figures, you know, that's worked for those people, you know, uh, they come to me and it's like, yeah, you know, they tell me and I can pick up on them. Uh, and again, I don't want to knock anybody down, but uh, again, there's been enough facts. So and that's why I don't discuss other people publicly because it's not my place. But anyway, coming back is that they'll come back to me because they want, they need to be worked on to rectify the distortions that that, say, cool person up on stage has caused them. They've been uh, very abusive, distorting, uh, corrupt, and so on and so on and so on. So, so. For me, uh, I'm the same person that I am. Actually, uh, in private, I'm a lot, say, funnier. I'm a little more reserved out in public, uh, but say funnier and just more, you know, childlike. So, uh, but not childish, by the way. Um, how do you know when it's progress? Uh, how do you know when it's uh, deviation? Okay, uh, very simple. So, uh, very similar to detox. Okay. How do you know if it's progress? How do you know it's deviation? So a lot of times, you know, say that, um, say that, uh, let's see, say that, uh, you know, abuse happens for you. Um, yeah, say you've been, you know, abused and so on like that. Uh, and then what happens is that, how do you know it's detox or progression? Or how do you know it's a pattern of, uh, of abuse? Well, what happens is that, 
uh, and you might run, say, similar emotions, and that's why I say this, is that you might get an experience <clears throat> or run into that same experience, um, and how can you deviate or tell the difference, is that um, uh, when you walk into an experience, you'll see that detox or progression, although your outside, your external world might not reflect uh, completeness or your outside world will fall apart your internal sense of self is getting stronger although you might have say questions uh, again the consciousness plays tricks with you you might be more confused and so on but there's a sense of stability growing on the inside and that's how you can tell uh, again if you're going through detox or the same pattern that's screwing you down into the ground even deeper or you know that you're ascending that inner space don't worry about the outer space because if you've had a lot of garbage around you right you're going to get stronger as all the garbage falls apart and starts to stench and so on as you clean it out uh, you call yourself a loving husband uh, but with you and uh, your wife uh, ended up uh, getting a divorce after 20 years of marriage um, uh, I do call myself a loving husband, um, especially through the process of divorce. It's very loving. Uh, I always say, you know, if you're going to get married, <clears throat> and if if this was possible, um, you know, try to get a divorce first. Uh, it really brings out uh, the real individual. I'm sure you've seen it happen to you. Uh, in the process of divorce. Uh, I was still, you know, loving, taking care of. In fact, I took uh, care of her better than, say, her lawyers or anybody else. Well, so, uh, and again, that's written within the agreement, uh, divorce agreement. So, uh, how can you call yourself a relationship expert if your own marriage ended up in a divorce? Uh, well, that's why uh, I call myself a relationship expert because I've gone through all the darkness, the distortions, the abuse, and all the things to learn from it and grow from it. Many even, just because I say uh, I ended up in divorce, does that mean that if you're still married, then you're good? Again, most of the individuals uh, who are married live lives of quiet desperation. What are you waiting for? I'm not saying to get a divorce, but hell, if you haven't solved it in over 20, 30 years, then it's time to move on. Don't you think? Uh, it's good for that person. It's good for you. So, uh, so you know, the social stigma or religious stigma that divorce is bad, although many of us would want to do it, I just had the guts to actually do it. Simple as that. Many of you who stay in a, uh, in a, stay in a uh, lackluster, loveless relationship, well, who's better off? Who's happier? Think of it that way. Um, and then another uh, example is like, uh, another way of looking at it is that uh, being an expert, would you rather get information or help from somebody who's gone through the course, who's gone down that path, you know, fell into the potholes, fell into this and that, uh, like I have, Again, like I explained earlier, uh, I've, I've in one lifetime I've experienced, you know, a dozen different lifetimes of experience for understanding you at a deeper level. I've gone through a lot of stuff. Um, so with that, would you rather 
have somebody who say that you're planning a trip to have planning a trip to some you know remote destination in the jungle and so on right so would you rather have somebody be your guy that you know did a google map research here and there uh got some library books or, you know, pulled stuff off the internet uh, and so on. And then, yeah, hey, we're ready to go. Or would you rather uh, hire somebody, hire a guide that actually went to that place, went through the distortions or went through all the experiences, negative experiences or challenges and all that to get there and then come back safely alive, happy, stronger to guide you through where you want to go. Uh, again, it's just common logic once you think about it, uh, rather than just you know using social uh, social standards, religious standards that absolutely make no sense at all. So again, think deeper. Um, um, this this really reminds me uh, of an individual. He was the most transformational priest. Uh, and he was in his uh, mid-30s, early 40s. His history, like many great individuals, by the way, right, he was the number one drug addict right, to make money. He sold drugs, got a lot of people into drugs. One day he woke up, I don't know, after 15, 20 years uh, of, again, being one of the worst types, he woke up like. Hell, I can't do this anymore. Turned his life around. Became a priest. And he helped so many individuals get out of drugs. Stay out of drugs. Turn their life around. You know, far beyond anybody else. Far beyond those priests that uh, abuse kids. Uh, and so on like that. So again, who would you rather have? Somebody who's gone through experience. If you if you if you read anybody's biography, successful individuals, what they've gone through, even people who've sold themselves, they've gone through some sort of say um, hard experience to get to where they've gotten. Not abuse, by the way. That's different. Although many of those who sell their souls to become successful, they get abused. So it's a difference. This one's an interesting question. All right, my mother wanted Moss to address this one. Why Moss, after being uh, married for 20 years, having six kids from the same one woman, was not able to change his wife, and instead chosen another lady? Basically in a good way. Yes, a very good way. My, my mother wanted Moss to explain the fact that not everyone wants to change. Um, your mother is very brilliant. No matter how close those people are to you, uh, but that should not stop you in the ascension process. Despite anything, you should move forward. That brought Moss to Faye, a person perfectly aligned and capable to be her best possible self with him. So true. Uh, again, very wise, your mother. Um, so to further explain, um, you know, as you go through the ascension process, and again, my wife, uh, uh, my previous wife, beautiful woman, uh, but as I got stronger and stronger, uh, she got more and more fearful. More and more fearful. Uh, as I got more and more aware of what true brilliance is, what pure source is, uh, she got more committed to her um, religion uh, that obviously hasn't worked. 
uh, again, because there's a lot of fear um, uh, and so on. So, so again, uh, our paths had to say separate. Uh, and it was actually a very interesting divorce because the children are a lot stronger from it. Uh, well, the older kids, the, the younger kids just don't know because we're still in good relationships. We take care of the kids, uh, you know, we go out to dinners and so on and so on. So, so there's less tension. The kids actually say that there's less tension because, again, it's less tension. The kids feel it. Okay? Uh, so if you're in that situation and you're staying together for the kids, the kids, um, it doesn't benefit them from what I've experienced. That was one of my excuses, uh, again, for, like I guess, lasting so long is because of the kids. But as I stood away and heard it from their own mouths, you know, it's like, well, it should have happened earlier. I think many of your kids or many of the kids that have gotten through the divorce process, they go, uh, they tell you the same thing. So, um, so again, learn from your kids. Um, so, so, but you know, throughout, you know, this brings up a really important factor because no matter who is with you, as you ascend, they might not be the person that say, will extend that. So, um, you know, again, my previous wife, great, we've got six beautiful kids, the best kids ever. So there was always a purpose, obviously a purpose for it, right? There's no regrets or anything in that way. But again, as we grew apart, it wasn't beneficial for her or me. Um, and then, you know, there's people that say, come into your life to propel you into that next stage. Okay? But in addition to this, Okay. There's a lot of passages in the Bible, in the Quran, uh, and other, say, religious-type texts like that that talk about this certain aspect of it. Okay. Is that be mindful, especially of your loved ones, because they will, say, get in the way of your ascension process. And if you don't believe me, look at the examples. Um, look what happened to Jesus and his disciples. One of his disciples almost killed him. Look at what happened to um, Joseph. Um, uh, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but his brothers, coming from an enlightened family, um, Abraham, right? what did his brothers do? Try to um, drown him in a well. And that was Abraham's family. Look at Abraham's family himself. There's a lot of distortion, a lot of... Uh, uh, I, I don't want to say abuse, uh, but again, a lot of family distortions through the process, again, to pull down the frequency of purity. Okay. Darkness infiltrates all aspects of your being to keep you into those lower spaces. So that's why you have to be mindful, okay? including you, your own sense of self, your own being, your doubt, the devil that lives within you. It doesn't have to be anybody else. So again, that darkness, the distortions, would infiltrate every being of you to keep you at that level. On the flip side, if you're pure and strong, the brilliance will penetrate your internal being to elevate you to a higher level. So it's not just me. 
Um, why do you say everyone has the same potential to ascend when clearly there are individuals that haven't gained enough lifetimes of experience to ascend as much as others? Uh, well, you just answered your question right there. Um, um, because you haven't ascended in previous. So everybody has the potential, right? It, it might take people a little longer because of, again, their past experience, simply as that. But everybody has the same potential. Uh, you're just talking about a time frame. Uh, the faster you move, uh, the faster you ascend um, in a lifetime, obviously, say, dictates how high you can go. Uh, and then what's more important about that is that as humanity awakens, it automatically, as humanity rises to the next level, let's say, or higher level, it automatically dictates that the heaviness in you automatically gets erased as well. So, say I ascend higher, say I help, you know, uh, and again, uh, power versus force, a uh, certain number of people, I think it's 10,000 or so, people awaken to the level increases humanity's frequencies that means you know the heaviness or the distortions uh, of the lower frequency uh, gets dropped off of everybody so uh, so again everybody does have a potential but are you going to use it or do you have the guts enough to go through the process uh, are you going to awaken this lifetime and again this process exponential intelligence you don't have to go through a lifetime. You can do it in a very short time. And that's why it's so intense uh, for people. Uh, during one interview, you said you studied Hitler. Uh, do you admire Hitler? Uh, why do you want to study Hitler? Successful frequencies study everybody. If you ask anybody successful, right, they study everybody that they can and then turn it into say, what their purpose or what their needs are. Um, so I said, well, one of them, um, you know, was like Steve Jobs. and uh, But I was impressed with Hitler, right? not because of what he did, um, you know, the atrocities and so on like that. By the way, uh, it's not just Hitler that did those atrocities. Uh, you know, the Americans did it. Uh, to the Indians, the Spanish did it to the Indians, uh, the, the Japanese did it to the Chinese, uh, the Russians did it to the Afghans, and you know throughout history. So it's not just it's not just Hitler, so to speak. It's that consciousness. So, uh, but I was again talking about say Hitler as an individual. I was impressed with him because how could he get to motivate so many individuals? to do such heinous crimes. What was that magnetism that he had? What was his, say, thought patterns or speech to, again, to motivate so many people? If you could gain that frequency and turn it around to motivate people to their higher self, just imagine how powerful you would be on the flip side. Because, because at a high, any aspect or any tool can be used through pure source, right, to benefit humanity and mankind. And then, same token, any aspect or any tool in the physical realm can be used to control or destroy mankind. 
So I was learning, again, not just from brilliant individuals, right? You can learn a lot more from, say, distorted, say, so-called distorted individuals um, uh, who are very influential. Because, again, how do they get so much power, how much charisma and so on to control so much, pe not control, but motivate so many, so many people? It's the same way. Um, you know, uh, when you're trying to find a solution, right? Uh, say that you're trying to find a solution that didn't work, right? Um, individuals who want to find a solution, and they do this all the time, right? The plane crashes, what do they do? They pull all the parts back in, and then they study each part, see where it went wrong. And then they build a stronger plane the next time. So same thing here that I do. Uh, I go in and say, I understand all the distortions of, of individuals. That's how I've become, say, an expert in helping people uh, go through their darkness. There's, I see it through their, uh, their frequencies. And then I go, oh, this is where they went wrong. This is where that frequency that could have helped them, they went off the path and it destroyed them. So it helps, you know, I can help more people that way. Um, why do you encourage suicide? So this came about when I said honorable suicide. Uh, it's a free suicide tape and it's helped, uh, I don't know, thousands of individuals stay here. Again, it's a, it's a free download. If you have somebody who is suicidal, uh, again, I can't guarantee a hundred percent, but it's helped a ton of people. Uh, again, stay here and become brilliant and be happy. Right? Um, so what I mean by that, again, if you listen to the whole you know, interview or uh, podcast, it's about those individuals who hate their life so badly, but they don't have the courage to commit suicide. So they get a disease like cancers or something debilitating or, you know, get into an accident. Right? So it's more honorable to end their life. Right? You remove that pattern. Right? One, they heal themselves of whatever cancer, debilitating disease that they have, and they want to stay here and be happy. So that's what I mean by honorable suicide. Okay? Uh, my spouse thinks that uh, I joined a cult. Are you a cult leader? Well, uh, let's define uh, a cult uh, before we move on. So for me, uh, a good definition of a cult would be, say, an institution, right, or a group um, that has control over you. Uh, so this would tell, uh, this would basically say that, um, one, that institution or group says that they are the best, right? So, well, according to that, um, I don't say that. Uh, I never say uh, one, that, you know, you should study this modality, my modality, uh, and try nobody else's modality. I never say that. In fact, I say the opposite. Whatever modality that you're using, whatever reference that you're using, whatever doctor or, or healer or psychologist, or whatever that you're using, this will help you, say, benefit from it, because I help you remove the foundational experience to help you benefit from whatever experience that you're using. Okay? So I guess in that definition, uh, I'm not a cult. Uh, two, um, 
that group or institution would say that since you do not know what you're doing, right, you should pass all your authority over to us because we know what we're doing. Right? Uh, you're the weaker ones. We'll lead you out of the hellhole that you're in. Uh, so that one, that doesn't fit me either. Uh, in fact, uh, I never tell you that you're weak or you're unstable or anything like that. I give you the power tools uh, and help you work upon yourself. Again, it's more work uh, this way for you, but you become independent of anybody around you, including your higher self, because you are your higher self, uh, including angels, including say, the necessity of something outside of you, right? Uh, angels, spirit guides, and all that stuff. Again, all the power comes into you. So, uh, number three, uh, again, never cut anybody down. Uh, number three, that institution uh, or group would go that um, if you try anything else, you would be a sinner. Uh, you will not find your place in heaven. Uh, you're going to be destroyed. Uh, again, I never do that. Uh, in fact, uh, what I help you do is, one, I help you attract those things, whether it's other people, other healers, other lawyers, other whatever that you need, um, to, say, help you go higher and higher, um, right? to help you understand yourself, to better yourself. Uh, to go on uh, with the definition of, say, a cult, is that institution or group will or separate you uh, from your family members, uh, saying that you know your family members are the enemies of you, your loved ones are the enemies of you. You should come come live with us. In some cases, a compound um, or a settlement. Um, and then uh, direct all your money, all your funds to, to, to us uh, because we know what to do with your funds more than what you would, right? Well, I don't do that uh, either. Although, you know, you might argue that, you know, you start to separate yourself from your family. It's not that you separate yourself in, in EI's experience. It's because you separate yourself from the identity, not because... They're attacking you. Well, sometimes they do attack you, but you're separating your identity, your patterns of the family. And then when you grow strong, what happens is that you come back to the family stronger and then you help the other families out. Again, you don't get separated from them. Uh, again, separating because it's easier to divide and conquer. You don't do that with what I do. On the cult side, you do. So in that situation, I'm not a cult leader. Um, uh, let's see what else is there. Uh, the next, uh, I guess the next definition of a cult would be that uh, you do not have the knowledge or the abilities or the propensity to ascend higher. You can only ascend higher through me. Right? Uh, again, that's not me saying it. That would be the, the cult leader saying it in this group or institution right you can only ascend through them you can't ascend directly to god you can't ascend directly to your higher self you would have to use them you'd have to get permission from them because you're too stupid you're too dumb you're too whatever because they hold all the cards for you uh, and again they're the gateway uh, i don't do that either 
fact, uh, I give you all the keys, I give you the direction, I give you the guide. Uh, I'm that guide that helps you go through, and I go, hey, this direction is that way. Uh, watch out for the potholes, watch out for this, take a left, uh, you know, when you need to, you know, so on and so on, to get you to the point of ascension. Again, ascension is only, is only you, your spirit, and then actually when you ascend to a higher level, it's you and your spirit combined, so it's just you, you, and then pure source. Okay. Nobody else can take you to that space. Nobody else needs to be a middleman, not spirits, not uh, um, angels or anything like that. So, uh, that's what I uh, profess, or exponential intelligence profess. So again, in that scenario, uh, I would not be considered, say, a cult member. Okay. So, so again, if you define, and I'm sure there's other things um, that I can't think of, so if you can you know, write in, you know, be happy to explain. So within that definition, uh, again, I'm not a cult member, but within that definition, did that pretty much explain uh, your churches, your political groups, um, your spiritual groups, uh, and so on? So, so are you in a cult? Have you been in a cult? Has your family been in a cult? All righty. Uh, that about wraps it up. Again, if you guys have more questions, more personal questions, happy to answer them. Uh, again, I've got nothing to hide. Um, and as we go through the age of transparency, I'll talk about that in another podcast. Uh, again, the clarity that you are, uh, no shadows can hide within you to ascend to higher and higher realms. It's just too way too heavy to hold on to all that darkness, secrets, and so on like that. So, again, thanks for being on this podcast. Thanks for listening in. Um, join us for more. Um, connect to connect to us at masajani.com uh, for more event details because we're all over the world as we grow and expand. Thanks to you and whoever else that is helping my ascension. Uh, and most importantly. Notice what you notice, and then start noticing the details of what you notice.